Hello and welcome to The Genius Podcast. My name is Karen Doyle, your host and founder of The Genius Project, an initiative designed to support Catholic women and resource them for growth across all areas of their life, spiritual, emotional, and personal. We have so many exciting things happening here at The Genius Project designed to support you in your vocation and walk as a Catholic woman. One of those things is the Catholic Women's Masterclass. Now you will have heard me talk about this quite a bit over previous episodes, but honestly ladies, if you haven't checked it out, I really want to invite you to do that. In this masterclass, we look at these rhythms of renewal and how you can live a life of wholeness and balance in Christ. So if you are living in a state of chaos right now, if you are feeling completely overwhelmed, like your cup is empty and you are depleted and exhausted, the masterclass really helps to reorient your focus and to help you build some structures and routines in your life that will see you flourish. The other exciting piece of news that we have, and if you haven't checked it out, you need to, is the live virtual Catholic Women's event that we will be holding in just a couple of weeks. So if you'd like more information on either of those things, please visit the website www.geniusproject.co. On this week's episode of the Genius Podcast, I'm interviewing Therese Atea. Therese is a beautiful woman. She's a teacher. She's studying to be a nutritionist and she has an incredible gift of faith. And for a young woman, she has so much wisdom to share with you on the gift of faith and how she's lived this out in her life. Oh, Therese, welcome to the Genius Podcast. It's such a joy and a gift to have you joining us today to share a little bit about your story. You're stuck in Sydney lockdown, aren't you? I am. I am stuck in lockdown. It's been, I think it's been nine weeks now. That's so, crazy. yeah. That's a long time. It is. Time stands still in lockdown. Does it? Are you coping okay with it? I am. I get access to the beach, which I'm so lucky about. And I live in the bush, so we get lots of bushwalks. And yes. yeah, I guess I've tried to look at the positive side, you know, of lockdown rather than all the things that I'm not getting. Yes. You know, that it's blessing, I suppose. So, Kind yeah. of re- shifting, reframing our thinking, isn't it? It's the only yeah. way we, we get through it. That's right. You just got to yeah. adapt, adapt to the new circumstance. So, so yeah, I can't no, so really I'm- complain because I'm only on my second week of lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes. Oh, I my goodness. Complain. But it's definitely challenging. Be, yes. Be good yeah. when we finally get together again. I think I saw you last time. I think I've seen you in between, but Sisterhood Conference was one of the last times we yes. caught up. Properly. Yes. That was like two years ago. That's amazing. And we were, we were planning for the next one and obviously hasn't been able to happen. So yes, yes. fingers crossed. Soon. I know. Well, we've got it booked in. I think it's the 4th to the 6th of March next year. So okay, that's anyone's guess, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly oh, right. No. We can only hope and keep praying. And pray. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Well, look, I'm so grateful that you said yes to this podcast because I've known you for many years. I'm trying to even remember how far back we go. Do you, do you have any recollection? I know that I was, I know that we were living around the corner from one each one, one another in Ballantyne Road. That's right. Many, many years that ago. Many years ago. I was only little yes. then. You were little and I've watched you grow up, but you just have such a beautiful gift of faith and you have a beautiful way of articulating that gift to people and, and bearing witness to the gift of faith. And so that's the topic that we're going to dive into in this podcast episode. And I think it's really fitting for women because I just talking to so many women on Instagram and email and phone are really struggling at the moment with, I guess, 
where we're at globally, there's so many thinking things happening on the global platform at the moment. And then just with the virus and how that's affecting us on a big level, but then on an individual level, just in our own homes, right? Yeah. The way it's affecting our lives. So I think this podcast on the gift of faith and really encouraging mm-hmm. women to pursue faith above all else at the moment mm-hmm. is, is really good timing. So can you share a little bit about yourself and your faith journey? Yeah, for sure. So I um I grew up as a Catholic. So I grew up grew up in the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. Um, so you know, worship was kind of a part of my world and that kind of thing, and going to mass. Um, but when I was around 13, I was at a, a big conference and people were getting prayer and having opportunities, I guess, just to give their life to to God um, and say, you know, Jesus, you can have my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like I didn't, I really didn't understand what it meant. Like I had no idea what does this mean? Do I have to become a nun? <laughs> no, but I'm open. You know, that's what you want. <laughs> um, but there was just something within me, I guess, you know, just in my heart where I just felt this real drawing of I have to, I have to do this. Like for me, there's just no other option. So as I um I, you know, I lined up in the line to go get prayer and I went up and they said, what do you want? And I just said, like, I want to give my life to God. And for me, like that just shifted. It really did shift everything. Mm -hmm. And I look back and I think that's the best decision I've ever made in my life, um, even as a 13 year old. So it was, um, yeah, it's been such a gift and there's been, you know, a lot of ups and downs, but I think I've definitely experienced um, just just the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit throughout that whole journey. Um, I look back and I think, how did I navigate having a prayer life, you know, as a teenager? That's kind of almost like, it seems, you know, often non-existent in our, in our world, in our society. Yeah. But I noticed, you know, that um, God, he was always there for me at the end of the day. And um, I would like journey with the word and it was such a gift to be able to like for me back then it was just pulling the bible open because I didn't know what to read it was just pulling the bible open and reading whatever (laughs) that's exactly right and just trying to find something that would mean something to me I don't know and you know God was so on that like the innocence of being young Mm. and and knowing that my heart was in a place to want to connect with him um and I guess too you know being a teenager and um journeying through the challenges of growing up and that kind of thing was but yeah, it was really interesting, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I definitely just felt his hand on my life. And, um, you know, I went through, I had particularly struggled with anxiety in high school in, in later in high school. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was, yeah, it was very challenging and, you know, I didn't really know what was going on for me, but God just came alive during that time. Like, I feel like, you know, that was when God became real for me, um, <laughs> And he, he would give me, he gave me actually a passage from Isaiah 43, which is my favorite passage. Isaiah Can you share it with us? What yeah, I'd love about? to. I'd love to. So, um, yeah, so he just kept giving this. Mm-hmm. I just felt like he was so on this. So it says um, Isaiah 43, verse 1 to 3. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. 
When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Mm. And so for me, I just felt like he sees me, you know, he, um, that I'm his beautiful daughter and he sees me and that regardless of what life takes me through, I really felt that he was there for me, you know, every, every moment of every day. So yeah. I think I really connected with the friend of Jesus, that yes. Jesus being my friend, yes. um, even in those moments of isolation. Yes. And um, he really pulled me through, like he, he healed me of so much anxiety in mm. that season of my life and I can only put it down to God because I feel like I did nothing you know? yes yes yeah so what a beautiful experience at such a young and tender age to have experienced that real hand of God on your mm-hmm. life and I guess now looking back you can see how he's directed you and walked with you through mm-hmm. all different challenges and trials definitely yeah that's exactly right So you had faith, you know, that gift of faith and you connected with God at a very young, tender age. Mm. So I guess all of us at some point, you know, hit the trials, right? That life and the obstacles that life throws at us. And you've mentioned that one just of having anxiety in later high school. But I'm wondering if you've had, and I know that you have, but your faith tested because I think you know if we grow up as Catholics so often it's our parents faith that's given to us and at some point we have to claim it for our own as our Mm -hmm. own which you did Mm. but then the next evolution in our maturity on this path of faith is that it is tested so no one gets off (laughs) scot-free unfortunately like we are all tested and yes And it has to go from something that we read about in our Bible to something we actually live into and we believe. So my question for you is how has your faith been tested? Mm. I love that. Yeah, it's a a good question. That's a great question. I was listening, I was actually listening to a talk the other day and it was about um, the story in the Bible about um, David and Goliath, you know, where David has to fight off the giant yes. and the fact that, you know, nobody believes in him. And, um, and e- even he himself is, you know, he thinks, but I'm, you know, but I'm just a boy. How can I fight off a giant? And in this talk, um, this particular preacher was talking about how the giants are actually our bread. So like the testing that we receive is actually what we need to grow as a person. And so God doesn't necessarily protect us from the challenges, but he hopes that, you know, he can use them to refine us. Mm -hmm. And so that's definitely been my experience. Um, I think back probably the the main time in my life, I mean, there's been a few challenges, but probably the most significant time in my life was at the end of 2016. I think I went through like a burnout, like an emotional burnout. And during which time I developed um, like a health condition. And um, I woke up one day and I just couldn't get out of bed. Like I had quite serious fatigue Um, and I got all the tests done and the doctors couldn't figure it out. And eventually after a couple of weeks, it started to develop into fainting and I had like quite low blood pressure and um, yeah, just couldn't get out of bed. And when I was getting up, I was fainting and it just became this real frequent thing. Mm. Um, so the doctors didn't really know what to do. They, they put me on a medication to bring my blood pressure up, but they didn't know what was causing it there. And um, as time went on, um, it kind of became a part of my life where I was fainting really frequently, you know, and very dizzy really frequently. And then 
you know, that was over the summer holidays. And then I, I'm a teacher. So I had to go back to work eventually yeah. and um, just kind of manage that, you know, manage. So what does this mean? Because it's, this health condition doesn't seem to be going anywhere. So, so how many months was it? This was for months. Yeah. So it, it develops um, as fatigue and then it turned into um, like a fainting. Mm. So, yeah. And it, uh, it progressed. So, um, yeah. And it came along with other, there was a few other symptoms there as well, including like shaking and um, like mind fogginess and, yes. you know, lightheadedness and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but so because the doctors, pardon me. It's so difficult. Those, because they're yeah. so vague, some of those symptoms, aren't they? Yes. That's right. That's exactly right. And then, but, you know, for the doctors, it was kind of like often GPs are amazing, like they're a gift for quite serious conditions, but conditions that are not causing, you know, death um, or having a significant impact on your body. They yeah. kind of think, well, you know what, you know, you can keep pushing along. So for me, I really didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just had to press into the Lord. Um, and during, you know, at the same time as that going on, I had fairly major issues at work um, where I was forced to resign and I decided to resign with a, um, a clash with a boss and then you know certain personal relationships weren't going well um, within family and on top of that yeah I had just there were a lot a lot of things and this was sort of at the beginning of 2017 okay. so it was I think I just really felt bombarded yeah um, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. rain it pours right <laughs> That's the story of my life. We can be smooth sailing and then it's just bang, bang, bang. (laughs) That's exactly right. It's like everything's so good and then all of a sudden it's like all at the same time. (laughs) I know, but it really wears you down, doesn't it? Like it has the capacity to wear down your resilience, your hope, your faith, like just your capacity to get up and have joy and to engage in life. It's quite debilitating. Like when you have thing upon thing that just... Yeah. For sure, yeah. And I, I really delved deep at that time because I don't think I've ever had such a significant time where so many things were going wrong. Yes. And as you said, like it really, it really affects your level of hope and you think, you know, should I be hoping in God? Like, is this, is this hope real or am I just wanting, you know, to have a, a positive kind of ending, mm-hmm. you know, and things work out really well because I'm not coping kind of thing. Yes. And um, during the time, during this time, the Lord gave me like, quite clear passages from the Bible. Um, and I just knew it was a moment. It's like, oh, that's from him. You know, that's, I feel like that's him speaking to me. Yes. Um, and one of them is Hebrews 10, 23. Um, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Hmm. Um, and there's another one from Hebrews 11. Now, comfort, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Um, and that passage particularly actually goes on to talk about all of the, um, the, the people in the Bible who have had to press into faith mm-hmm. in these circumstances that are dictating the opposite. Yes. Um, so for me, I, I really felt that I thought, you know, Lord, my, my situation's dictating the opposite, mm-hmm. um, but where are you in this? Because I want to be, you know, under your guidance and under your like inspiration so shift me to where you want me because I'm feeling hopeless yes um and as I began to meditate on the scriptures I realized like God he's got so much more for me than whatever situ my situation is dictating Mm -hmm. and he began to teach me that my faith actually has power 
So as I as I press in and meditate and and pray these scriptures over my life and declare them over my life that I actually have the authority that he's given me, you know, under Jesus to shift these situations. Um, and, and it's all, you know, it's all this connection with him of listening to him. Mm. Um, and, and it's also in the waiting as well, like not necessarily expecting that it's going to shift this afternoon, mm. um, but it's going to shift when he wants it to shift. Mm. But I know that I'm, my faith is in a place where I'm able to, to partner with him over mm. that. Um, yep. And also to reject despair and, and hopelessness, because that's not my mandate as a daughter of God. Uh, so, amen. yeah. Amen. And, you know, I love the word that you use, partner, because mm-hmm. God has given us an intellect and a free will, and he's given us the ability to choose. And so when we do find ourselves in these tsunamis of life where it's just wave upon wave of difficulty and, and challenge, like we do still in the midst of that have a choice. You know, Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, that beautiful book, that he said, you know, the people that were in the concentration camp, the ones that were able to keep going had a sense of hope and had a sense of purpose. And it was about meaning, like turning their suffering around so that they had meaning. And that's what you're talking about. That We we forget that we actually have this capacity and it's a big capacity to choose. So we can choose to partner with despair, with hopelessness, with destruction, with pandemic and, and all the anxiety around that. But we can also choose to partner with the Lord, which is what you did. So did you feel like, I mean, because when we're physically depleted, like that affects our mental outlook. So Mm -hmm. did you find that in the midst of that, your mental outlook was challenged or was your faith something that really anchored you and pulled you through mentally through those challenges? I think, you know, I think definitely both. I think in my humanity, so in my human state, um, there was so much struggle mm. because your mind, when you're challenged as well, you, you, you actually fill your mind with ways to overcome it in a practical sense of, you know, I need to be going to the doctors. I need to be finding another job. I need to be, um, you know, eating so I don't faint. Like, so it actually takes up so much of your mind. But then equally, I realized I actually have to fill my mind with the things of the Lord. Mm. And I think in those times of feeling really depleted, um, you know, in the natural, in my human state, I would just go to him and I would just surrender. And I feel like he would just meet me in that place and refuel me with what I needed. Mm. So, you know, I would give him my little mustard seed of faith. And I feel like he would give me back this beautiful, um, you know, tree of, you know, things that I needed, like fruit that I needed. So, you know, we think about faith and we think, you know, we can, we can strive to have faith, like, Lord, I'm, I'm really trying here. I'm really believing in this. Um, but sometimes, you know, we just, it's exhausting to do that every day on our own. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was grace that really, um, that really helped me. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, just, just the ability knowing that, that all these things that I need can actually come from heaven mm. and that I can go to him in prayer with nothing or with my mustard seed and I can come out with a wealth of, of hope and inspiration and peace from him. So, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, good on you. And I think as you're talking, I'm reminded you talked about David and Goliath, but I'm thinking about the Israelites in the Old Testament. And I think, you know, their biggest mistake was that they forgot how God had moved on their behalf in the past and how he had been faithful. And I, I think it's so funny how we too, even as adults, like we hit a difficult season and we're like, oh, God's forgotten me. 
But actually, if we look back over the course of our life, like you're saying, and we can see that he's actually had his hand on us and that he can actually turn these places of pain into great places of possibility. And, you know, there's, like you said, it's, it's also who we become in the process. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we want to get from point A, the difficult point to point B when it's over, but we forget that this space in the middle is really sacred space Mm -hmm. where the Lord really wants to come in and, and do a deep work in our soul. And often he can't do that when we're, you know, kicking all the goals. That's exactly right. I think as you know, daughters of God, that he, he desires us to be free, you know, to be free of things, having an impact, things in the world, having an impact, but also things within ourselves having an impact. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, we can just, yeah, just enter into that, that freedom with him. Um, But, you know, we're not wanting to, sometimes I think he looks at us and he thinks, you know, I want, I want that freedom, but we can oppose that for a period of time. You know, it's, it really takes a surrendered heart to be um, molded in the potter's hands. Um, and sometimes I think he continues the challenges waiting for us to get to the end point, but it's, it's with our surrendered heart that we're going to get there. You know, there's certain things that he, he really wants us to learn so that we can know full freedom and, and a deeper relationship with him because that is the ultimate, that's the journey here on earth is to come to know him in a deeper way come to love him in a deeper way and it's through only often through challenges that we can really get there because if life is flourishing and and it's really perfect and it's just blessing upon blessing there's not really necessarily the space to need him Mm. like a child needs their their mother so well comfortable people aren't desperate are they but when we're when we're desperate like that's when we really go after him and, yeah. and that's where I think, you know, that's where, not that it's magic, but that's where, you know, the magic happens of being transformed and, you know, just having the Lord meet us and show us his faithfulness. Like yes. sometimes, like you said, we've, we're so self-sufficient and we're striving to make it happen. Sometimes we block what he actually wants to do in our life. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So, and it's, it's tough. It's such a tough journey yes, it is. Um, to, to be surrendered because, we like control as humans, as human beings. So for us, you know, to be financially set or um, have the perfect job or, you know, the kids flourishing at school or whatever it might be, um, you know, yeah, there's just that space of we don't necessarily need him. I've got control over everything. But, you know, he desires for us to, to be surrendered, you yes. know. Yeah, such a, such a difficult <laughs> message, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's oh, hard. Yes. It's really hard. So show me <laughs> that that um, the path out of that space. Like you, you were going there. You were holding on to faith and praying mm-hmm. the word and choosing to partner with mm-hmm. faith, choosing to partner with hope. Yes. Like so, tell me about the lessons. I guess those pearls that you learnt in the yeah. midst of that really difficult desert season. Yeah. I mean, on a day-to-day level, um, it was just making sure that my, my faith was, you know, my hope was in him mm-hmm. at the end of the day. <clears throat> and I think often we can put it in ourselves or, or put it in, in a person. Um, but it was making sure that, you know, it came down to what can I do today? Because I don't know when this challenge is going to finish. So, you know, where do you want me today? Mm-hmm. And it was, um, it was, for me, it was the word, like the word just came alive to me. And I realized like, you know, in the word, it's, it's his promises to us that he's actually given me promises. And so when he started to highlight these passages, you know, 
from Isaiah 43 or um, from Hebrews, I realized like these are actually promises that he's given me. And I started to realize like, as you said, like we have a choice whether we want to partner with this. And um, I think that there's some promises that can happen regardless of our partnering. And then I think there's promises that can come about um, out of our choice or out of our will. And I, and I started to realize, like, I think I'm going to see the fullness of what he wants over my life if I start to partner with these. So um, for me, I actually started to write these passages around my room and just read them daily. And I would realize where my state of heart was or my mindset when I would look at them and think that's not going to happen, you know, like that's, that's just not going to happen. And I realized, all right, I need more, I need more of you, Lord, because my mindset is not believing in this stuff. Mm. Um, So, so first of all, it was just, it was just picking up, it was picking up the word and just claiming it and and reading it over my life and um and then going back to you know those who had walked before me um you know in great faith and as i said in um in hebrews 11 it talks about all these amazing people who have walked out um you know god gave them a promise and and they get to these moments just like we do of of confusion and you know, Lord, did you really say that? You know, Lord, am I doing it? Am I doing it right? All those kinds of things. But um, we we came to see that the promises do come about for them, um, mm. just because they ch- they chose to follow Him. So yeah, probably the biggest thing for me was um, was reading was reading the Word, but also the Eucharist was huge for me. Um, was it? Yeah, just receiving. I, I tried to go as much as I could, you know, during the week and things like that, but just, just re- receiving the, the tangible presence of him. Um, and sometimes, you know, I was actually reminded when I was praying um, into, into today, but I was reminded of Ephesians 6, 12. Um, and it says, for our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, um, but against the rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Mm-hmm. And I think not only um, is it challenging on a human level for us to receive his promises, but then on a supernatural level, there's this opposition and there's this fight for our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so often I would just, you know, I might be in a bit of a mental battle or a spiritual battle and I'd go to um, to mass and receive you know, his, his presence or to adoration yes. and this stuff would just, I would just experience so much peace. Yeah. This yeah. profound peace. Yes. So, yeah. So it, that, was- that moment of, you know, that you can't do it. Yeah. Like we can't, I know um, Mary Lenneberg, who I love, she's been on our podcast and she says, you know, I can't, but God, you can. So that, yes. that moment where we reach the end of ourselves mm. and finally falling into grace and his arms are always there to catch yeah. us. That's right. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. I love love how you highlight reading the word because this week I've just got this here to read because I um, came across it in my prayer time, Romans 10, 17. It says, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. So I I think, you know, just hearing the message, but the message is Christ and that is in the word, that is in our Mm. Bible. And you know, he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So those words in scripture have the same power they had yes. when he spoke them all those years ago. And I think we forget yeah. that, don't we? We think oh, it's a nice, sometimes a nice history book. That's exactly right. So, yeah, that's exactly right. And I was thinking about um, in Luke 9, verse 1, you know, Jesus called the 12 disciples and he gave them the power and authority under him. 
and that we are we are the descendants of the disciples so we are you know we are his disciples and that so that authority and that power is given to us you know to to fight for the word you know over our lives and over our families lives um to release that and to see miracles and that that's so real as you said like I think sometimes we can look at the word and there can be this separation but you know it was given to us for now for this moment for the moments in the past and the moments in the future it's this you know transcendent so all um, the ladies yeah. listening need to go and dust their Bible off because the good old <laughs> Catholics don't tend to have their Bible out that often, do they? <laughs> I've got a bad reputation. So I want all the ladies dusting their Bibles off and uh, reading them. <laughs> you know, um, Father Mike Schmitz has got this Bible in a year at the moment. He's got a podcast. So if, and he's reading, he's started, and you can start at any time, but he obviously started in January and he reads it to you, but he also breaks it down in a fantastic way. So um, I recommend that for women who are wanting to delve deeper into the word because it's a great breakdown on the word. And, and just, I guess, when you can, I've got friends that have been listening since January, so they will have worked through the whole Bible. I'm like, hats off to you. <laughs> but um I think, yeah, we just need to dust off those books because it's just so much power in that. And I know one person who really um, just is always encouraging me back to my Bible is your aunt. <laughs> my, uh, She's a good friend. I've known Jenny forever. And um, she's just so big on this, is just declaring the promises of God. Mm-hmm. And she's always at me over my kids' lives, over the situations we face, and such a... Mm-hmm good reminder and I just if women don't take anything else away from this podcast it would be my heart for them would be that it's to start declaring the promises of God over your life mm. and over your circumstances over your family whatever it is you're struggling with like oh, you said yeah 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 exactly and it's amazing because I feel like I've experienced miracles you know as a result okay. of that like I've I've seen um my back went through a significant healing. I, um, I injured my back. Um, I slipped down a water slide actually, and I had oh. an injured back for about, you know, three years. Gosh. And I've seen like my back significantly healed, you know, like 80% healed mm. or um, this health condition as well. I've seen it's probably about 80% healed, okay. which is amazing. So I've had the health condition since 2017. So um, around five years, I guess. So and, you, um, you feel that you've you're much better now, yes, physically. Sure, yeah. I was like physically extremely unwell, um, and then I feel like as a result of doing all these things, you know, and and the rosary as well has been such a gift mm. um, that it's just yeah, it just it makes you realize that we we have we have power and that God wants. He wants new things for us, you know, all the time. It talks Absolutely. about that in um, in Isaiah 43, 19. It's like, yeah, he desires new things for us, but we've just got to get through these trials. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. And I yeah. would say, you know, God's grace is not in yesterday. It's not in tomorrow. It's in the present moment. And so yeah. our task as Christians is to be fully present to the present moment, fully present to what the Lord is doing in the present moment and that's where his grace is so if we can try and bring ourselves back and father jacques Philippe writes beautifully on this just the the task of then the discipline of drawing ourselves back into the present moment it's one of the greatest ways that we can try and battle against anxiety is just to be present to what's happening right here right now and and tapping into that grace because that grace is for this moment 
Yes. Yeah. It's such a gift. Yes, so, um, Therese, tell me, I, I want you to give me some um, pearl takeaways for ladies in terms <laughs> of their faith, because as I'm, I'm running this Catholic Women's Masterclass at the moment, so we meet once a fortnight with a number of groups and just listening to people's stories, you know, and also just the emails and on Instagram and people mm-hmm. I speak to, like people are really struggling. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a a move at the moment, you know, globally and just in our communities where faith is being tested. Like I'm seeing it all the time. We're we're looking, you know, I mean, you just look at the world right now and we've never known it to be this unstable or this uncertain. So this is actually where our faith comes into play, where we can actually put it into practice. So it's not just a little nice Kiki K box of inspirational quotes because some Christians live that way, right? So it's actually, it's it's faith in action. Like we need to Mm. put our faith into action. We actually need to walk this path with the faith that we profess. Otherwise, it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I want you to share with me, like, what tips and I guess can we give some ladies some words of encouragement in terms of this area of faith and just to really nurture faith because faith isn't just something, yes, it's given to you, but it's it's like I give you a plant and you have to tend that plant, tend the soil, you have to cultivate an environment in which that faith can grow. So I guess let's just have a little bit of a chat around how we can really cultivate an atmosphere of faith and a spirit of faith in our lives. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, think the, I think the first thing um, I've probably realised is that um, my feelings are not necessarily truth. Mm-hmm. So if I'm um, feeling, you know, certain negative feelings, I think in the past I just assumed, well, you know, that's true. Yes. Um, so I've probably learned this process of trying to process my feelings Um, but then working through to, they're not necessarily truth. Um, and that's had a huge impact on my level of faith. Mm. So, you know, if, if a situation has happened and I'm feeling, you know, really disheartened and, um, I guess sort of certain negative feelings, I think, okay, well, I am feeling those things and those feelings are real to me, but it doesn't mean that's God's truth. Um, and so sometimes I have to overcome that with levels of, uh, well, for me, it's just been with the word, you know, do these do these thoughts kind of align with the word? And if they don't, I really need to be surrendering them. So if they're thoughts of fear, um, I really need to be surrendering them to the Lord. Um, Yeah, so allowing my feelings and thoughts to come under him is probably the first thing. The second thing is um, when I think about in terms of what's going on in the world at the moment, we've had, you know, at the moment Afghanistan is in war and the whole world is battling COVID and um, we've got politics there's so much going on and you flick the news on and I feel like instantly I can feel my just like my hope going down slowly yes but um the you know that's that's right exactly but you know it's all it's all real in the sense that it's it's happening um it's very real and it's happening in our world but then again I think about that passage that I read out before from Ephesians 6 verse 12 but just about the battle um you know the spiritual battle and I think you know God is so much bigger he's so Mm -hmm. much bigger nothing nothing is too um great for him there's a passage I think in Jeremiah and it says you know nothing is too impossible for him and um again you know having faith in 
in in situ having faith in a father that is above all things Mm. um that's kind of where I want my faith to sit I don't want it to dip with what happens around the world or what happens around my life it doesn't change him because otherwise I begin to box him to be um you know my experience is who he is and I start to box him so for me, you know, I, I've had to limit the amount I listen to the news, to be perfectly yes. honest. I mean, I get, Absolutely. get my necessary updates, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's just been significantly negative and, well, and it's very real, but I would I would honestly yeah. prefer to be using my time to pray yes, for these situations. Absolutely. And I think the key thing is that the enemy really wants to, wants to distract us with things that are happening in the natural but you know god actually wants to take us higher and he wants to elevate our gaze and i think when we're scrolling on insta and we're all in lockdown and you know and there's the news constantly and none of it's good <laughs> like you said yes you know there might be a need to know some of it but i think it would really caution women about how much you feed your mind and what you're feeding your mind because you know what we put into ourselves is what's coming out of ourselves so if we want to nurture this gift of faith then we have to be sowing into ourselves often say you know we can sow a famine or a feast into our life through the choices we make and so it's like what choices are you making are you sowing a famine because if, if you're constantly distracted and and buying into all this stuff well when crisis hits you've got nothing on which to draw Yes. So in good times and bad times, like we need to be sowing into our lives this, yeah. this harvest. That's that's exactly right. And that was actually the third thing I was going to say is just being um, being with him, like being in his presence. You know, for me, I've even um, I use like you know my imagination, and I ask him like you know God, show me where you want to take me today. What do you want to show me today? Who do you want to be for me today? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just find like just being in his presence just builds my faith because, you know, he is king of the impossible and we can feed our minds, but we also need to feed our hearts as well, you know, by, by being with him. So it doesn't become a striving thing where, you know, they often say that you become who you spend your time with. And I I realize like, I want to spend my time with, with, you know, the father, son and Holy spirit. So I can become like him. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You have such a beautiful faith. And that your story is very encouraging, I think. Just if if anything, to really, I guess, encourage women to shift their focus and also just to be reminded that the Lord works through all circumstances, that He can bring beauty out of any ashes or any difficulty yes. in our life. And, yes. and that's what faith is, mm. right? It's it's believing there's good even though we can't see the good. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's been so lovely having such a fruitful conversation with you, Karen. I don't know about you, but I find Therese to be completely inspiring. She has so much wisdom. If you've liked what you've heard on the Genius Podcast, can I invite you to leave a review and share the link with your friends? You can also go to the Genius Project YouTube channel where you can watch the live interview between Therese and I. We have some very exciting news here at The Genius Project for you this week. We are going to be announcing the dates for our live virtual Catholic women's event. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be an opportunity where you can gather online 
It's an incredible platform. We used it at the end of the year, totally not like a Zoom. I think everyone is Zoomed out. This is a platform like nothing you've experienced and we will be bringing you a high-end live virtual event to really just sew into you. I think so many women are doing it tough at the moment and this live virtual event will be an opportunity for you to gather and hear some amazing speakers. We have got the most beautiful women lined up to just unpack wisdom, encouragement and formation for you at this live virtual event. So stay tuned. If you like what you've heard on the Genius Podcast, can I ask you to leave a review and share the link with your friends? You can also check out the live interview video recording on our YouTube channel, The Genius Project. I hope and pray that you have a beautiful week, that everyone is surviving all of these lockdowns and the pandemic and just praying for you all. Have a beautiful week and God bless you.